Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. What's going on? It's Russ. Welcome to today's show. And today I am joined by the incredible, the brilliant, the lovely Jane Jewell, who is actually our managing director at Clients on Demand. She's absolutely fantastic. She keeps the wheels turning. And part of the reason that we wanted to come on and and do the show for you guys today is that we realized when we pulled the numbers that at Clients on Demand, we have done in the last few years over 10,000 coaching calls. With, with our clients and with potential clients. And that's like a ton of calls. So when you do something like that and you make that big of an investment in really listening to people and really getting to know what makes people tick, and then you're in a position where you can go on and, and watch those people and see who succeeds and, and who struggles and, and who follows through and who doesn't and all those things, it really gives you the chance to sort of like provide some amazing insights into what is the difference between the people that succeed And the people that fail, because sometimes it's that they don't have the strategy, but many times there's mental stuff going on. In fact, I'd say every time there's mental stuff going on. And so we thought it'd be really interesting if we if we came on here today and just sort of pulled back the curtain and shared with you guys what are some of the things that we've learned in all of those hours and hours and hours of coaching. And what are the key takeaways that you can use in your life, in your business to really make the difference and to really give you the edge? So Jane, welcome. It's great to have you. Hello. (laughs) So first of all, why don't we talk about what it isn't? Like, because there's a lot of people that think, you know, well, people succeed for this reason or, oh, that guy made it because of that or this gal made it because of that. But it's, you know, the truth is, it's not really what people think, is it? I mean, it's definitely not intelligence, right? No, I mean, it, it's definitely not the, the one of the top factors. I mean, is it great to be smart and intelligent? Absolutely. You know, that's how great it is. It's fantastic. Standing <laughs> here now. Uh, but yeah, like that's, that's not the make it or break it. I don't think. You know. No. And one of the things that <laughs> was, kind of, I don't know if I ever told you this, but when I was first starting out, one of the core so I was reading that book, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the questions he asked in that book was, have people less intelligent than you tried to do what you're thinking about doing and made it work? Yeah. <laughs> like for pretty much everybody out there, the answer to that question is yes. Like, and it always makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, and, but, but it's empowering because you look at yeah. like, well, hell, that idiot Russ Ruffino built a really cool business and, and that moron Jane Jewell's doing all right. Like uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I really have a shot at this. And I can tell you guys right now from experience that some of the most successful people out there, they're not the most book smart people in the world. You know, like if you give them an IQ test, they're, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to ace it or anything. You know, they don't have these fancy degrees. They don't, you know, they're just the regular people. And so it's not intelligence or brains that's the X factor by any stretch of the imagination. Another thing that I would say really doesn't matter very much is experience. Mm. We've had people come into clients on demand with like almost no coaching experience whatsoever. They were they were and good it actually at what always they surprises me too. It's like yeah. wow, it's awesome. No list, no following, no market. 
Um, they were basically pretty new to this, but they came in and they crushed it, you know? And then we've had people that do have years of experience and that experience has actually held them back, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I, I think it can for some, for sure. Because well, they come in with bad habits, you know? Like, like there are some people that have, you know, like, like we've had certain people that, you know, maybe have been marketing for like 10 years or 20 years doing like lots and lots and lots of live events or doing like direct mail. They've never taken the plunge into something like Facebook ads or whatever. And, and, and so it, it's really tough for them to learn a new strategy. So sometimes experience can actually hold you back. And it's an asset to come in with a blank slate and say, hey, look, I've never done this before. So screw it. Let me just dive in with both feet. Yeah. So if your experience closes you to possibility and new ways of doing things, and you've already made like a firm decision, like I've done that already, or I've tried this, or I've done this, and I've tried this, you know, we have the ability to go, okay, this thing is like that, therefore, it's not going to work. And so when you make firm decisions and resolve about uh, whether it's your marketing, or how you should be coaching, or what kind of programs you should be doing, or how business should be, and you make really firm decisions like that in such a way that it closes off all possibility, you can't hear what else is available. So it's good to have experience if we're using it as like data to like check in with and see if things make sense to you. It's just like another uh, another way you use your filter to make some decisions. But if you're not using it as a filter and instead it's like a wall that you can't get through, that's when it doesn't serve you. Yeah, yeah. So that's at least what I've seen with some of the people. Because some people can come in and they can say, listen, I've, I've got a ton of experience, but I'm still flexible in terms of changing my approach. But then there's also people that maybe were following a strategy that used to work and that kind of doesn't anymore. But they're kind of terrified to go back to square one and try something new because they feel like you know they're starting over or, or whatever. So it's not intelligence. It's not experience. It's not celebrity. It's not how big your following is. So what is it, JJ? Like, what's what's the biggest thing, the the X factor that that really makes a difference between whether people are going to succeed or fail? Yeah. So I was thinking about this right before you know right before we got on, and like we can break it down to some beliefs and uh, and look at all of that. But at the end of the day, what it really is is courage, and courage. it's like courage is really going to be the biggest. Thing you can step into the biggest quality that you can step into being courageous and being bold is what is going to make the biggest difference between whether you succeed or not. And, um, you know, oftentimes what stops us is wanting to have so much certainty, like being able, you know, there's a difference between wanting to like paint the road ahead and know where you're going and have big, bold, audacious goals. And then there are others that are like, they have to see the whole picture and feel certain in that whole picture before action can be executed. And when you have that, it stops you. It stops you from taking action. And one thing I can relate it to is uh, being a parent. And that's because I am one, you know, and, and you have little ones. So you're right in, in the mix of it. But 
it's like when you're being a parent and you're going around and you're clearing the space for your kids to like operate into, like you're putting them in this bubble. And in that bubble, you're like, okay, so now it's safe. You know, like, okay, they can hang out in the house, but you know, we have this little baby gate and they can only stay in this little bit of an area. You're, baby, you're like baby proofing it. You're baby proofing your environment. Or you know what? You can go to the playground, but don't go on the monkey bars or don't, you know, don't jump off this thing here or don't do this. And you're just like trying to play it safe. And it's smart to like have some intelligent, maybe some safety features in place, right? Like, you know, but you also have to give them room to like, how far can they jump? You know, and how much of a leash should somebody get, you know, your babies get your kids get so they can go out there and make mistakes because in making mistakes, and how you recover from those mistakes is really what defines you more, right? Like, who are you in the face of problems? Who are you in the face of uncertainty? Who are you in the face of making those decisions? And when you fail, that's when you get to decide. It, you know, I love, uh, I forgot which one of our clients, you fail forward, right? Like, right. You, you know, you fail forward. So, so what you're saying is that all of us sort of construct this little baby proofed life, right? Like <laughs> this little life that has these rules and that has these constraints where we're not going to fall off a cliff. We're not going to get hurt. We're not going to whatever. But ultimately what we end up doing is creating a cage for ourselves because all of the good stuff that we want in our lives, whether that's you know making more money or serving more clients or making a bigger impact or whatever it is, it entails risk. Right. Mm -hmm. It entails putting yourself in danger. And in order to do that, you need to get out of that little cage that you've constructed for yourself. Because until you do, you have no chance to go out there and get the things you want. Yeah. So every one of those decisions makes our cage <laughs> or box a little bit bigger. Right. And that's how we expand who we are with our ability to execute, our ability to take action. And most importantly, with the identity, like how we describe ourselves and being willing to be courageous, being willing to be bold. That's what expands us. That's what uh, allows us to succeed. And every time we do that, we get better and better of making those decisions. And so the mistake is, is thinking that, that we'll know the road ahead exactly, that everything has to be completely certain, that we have to, that, that we shouldn't feel fear. Mm. You know, like the resistance comes not just in what we have to do, but the resistance up against like, I shouldn't be afraid. Like if I wasn't, a, if I really should be doing this, then I wouldn't be afraid. Okay. So, wait, wait, wait. all right. So let's, <laughs> that's like such a huge thing. So let's break that down a little bit because on the one element, you've got what's going on in your head, right? So you want to do this thing, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, you want to build your business. You want to, you know, start a new company. You want to go out there and do something great. Okay. Then you've got the fear that you feel. You get that immediate response of, oh shit, what if this doesn't work, right? But then on top of that, you've got like another layer where now you're getting on your own case for feeling that way. So it's like you're, you're making it worse by going like, yeah, okay, I'm afraid, but then you're making yourself wrong for feeling that way. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. You make yourself wrong for feeling this way or else then you also sometimes make a meaning of it like, well, if I'm afraid, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And so it's hard to separate like what's an internal guidance system that's that's helping you to make some decisions and move forward and just realizing you're feeling uncomfortable or you're feeling uncertain because you're doing something that's uncertain. You're doing something that you've never done before. So if you're doing something you've never done before, if you're making decisions that you've never done before, you're making a decision to grow, then you have to get 
it's normal to feel uncertain. It's normal to feel a little bit of fear because you're just on the edge of a cliff and you're getting ready to jump. So guys, that's such a key distinction because I know that a lot of people look at people that are successful and they think, well, that person just isn't scared. Or I wish if I didn't get scared like that person doesn't get scared, then I would be able to go out and succeed like they do. But what you guys need to understand is that, I mean, maybe there's some weird psycho people out there that don't feel fear, but like that's a mental disorder, okay? Like successful people are terrified all the time. They're uncomfortable all the time. They're scared all the time. Like it just doesn't go away. So I just want you guys to understand that like as you know, at least from my own personal experience and from every successful person I've ever known and, and hung out with, that fear, it's just there. It's just baked into human biology. It's as old as, you know, it's as old as life itself on this planet is that, you know, you encounter something that is a danger to you and you have a natural, you know, instinct to go, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't do that. But there's nothing that's going to stop you from feeling that. That feeling is always going to be there. What matters is what you do when you feel it. And so for me, guys, what I've realized as I've kind of gone forward, Jane, and maybe you feel the same way, is that if I'm not a little bit scared, it means I'm not playing a big enough game. It means I'm getting complacent. It means maybe that the goals that I'm going after aren't really big enough for me. Because when I'm setting big goals, there's a little bit of, oh man, I don't know if I can do that. But the thing is, guys, like, if you can get past what Jane's talking about, which is to, to, to be like, oh, I shouldn't feel fear. I shouldn't feel fear. I shouldn't feel fear. And you come to recognize what it really is, which to me, it's a signal that I'm doing something worthwhile. And so now when I don't get scared, or when I'm not scared, that's when I start to actually get nervous because I'm like, wait a minute, I should be a little, at least a little trepidatious about this thing that I'm trying to do. So now what you realize is fear is actually a good thing. It's a signal that you're, that you're on the right track. It's a signal that you're doing something worthwhile. So Jane, how can people that aren't used to kind of like striking out and leaving the cave, let's say, and going and like slaying the dragon and getting the treasure and bringing it back, like people that haven't made habit of that yet, that are still going like, man, I really want to take a shot, but I, I just don't know. How can you cultivate that courage within you? Such a big question. Well, we only have like 20 seconds. So if you could just give us the... Oh my gosh. Like, and then we could just... Cliff no. notes? Cliff yeah. notes? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, I think a, a couple things. One, the more you do something, the fear does start to dissipate, right? Mm -hmm. The things that you are doing now are not the decisions and the actions that you would have taken maybe five years ago. And some of the things that you're doing now that you don't think twice about five years ago, that might've been like, you know, like you might have did that first, but the the difference is you, you felt and you just did it anyway. And mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that to, to make light of it, because when you're in the midst of those emotional feelings, they feel like it feels real, you know, and, and there's a difference between real fear, like you're in danger, and then like fake fear. And real fear, it, it, like you're in danger is like, you know, I'm driving my car, I slipped in ice. And I'm heading towards a tree, right? Like right. that's real fear. Like there's a bear chasing me. Oh my God, it's going to eat me, right? That's real fear. Like, and it's meant to be there, you know, like run faster. Uh, but that's something that like, okay, but like, let's just put that in perspective, guys. How often are you in a situation where you are in actual physical danger? I mean, literally for most people, I think that happens like once every couple years, you know, like, and so, so that real fear 
that is not something that happens very often. At least it shouldn't be unless you're in like a really dangerous job. (laughs) Like working with Russ Rufino. Like working with Russ Rufino. Then you're just terrified all the time. Yeah. So that's, that's that real physical danger. And the rest of it is like, I'm sitting here and I'm going, goodness, it's snowing outside. What if I was out driving and I hit some ice and my car started going towards a tree and then all of a sudden you paint that picture and you can actually feel that same fear like it's the truth like it's real mm-hmm. and so the difference is being able to sit back and going am i picturing the worst thing that could happen and i love that you always use the word dwell like dwelling on that mm-hmm. and then living forward like living into the future like your life has completely changed because of this worst awful thing that could happen and being able to separate the, ch- the two between I'm in actual danger or I'm having thoughts that are putting me in danger mm-hmm. of my mindset. So once you realize that fear isn't real, at least it's not real in, that, that in, the, in the case of you're imagining something. So your body doesn't know the difference really between something that you're vividly imagining and something that's right there in front of you. So that's why if like I sit there and think about like a big, beautiful, delicious, juicy steak, my mouth is going to start to water even though there's no steak. There's no food anywhere in this room. But because I'm imagining it, my body is going to respond. So then once you realize that, you realize that that fear is a choice. That fear is a choice. That if you are imagining a scenario, doom and gloom and failure and loss, you're going to feel that fear. But once you realize that, you realize, wait a minute, instead of imagining doom and gloom and failure and loss, what if I imagined everything working out great? And instead of asking that question, well, what if I fail? What if I don't make it? No, it's like, shit, what if you succeed? Mm. What if you make it? What if this changes your life? What if this is that one thing that you took a shot and you decided to do it and the rest of your life changed? What if that happened? And when you start to think that way, then all of a sudden that fear starts to go away because you start to get excited where maybe you still fear that fear, but it, in, instead of being something that paralyzes you, it becomes something where you start to get that little buzz of energy and it, it actually empowers you. So like, I remember that I'm trying to think about when I really, really, really struggled with this the most acutely. And it was really when I decided to quit my job and start an online business. And I was totally terrified, but I kept asking myself, well, what if it works out? And then, and, and I looked, and I really looked at both scenarios, guys, and this can be useful too. I said, okay, well, what if it doesn't work out? Well, right. I'm bartending right now. I don't really have any money. I don't really have anything to lose. If it doesn't work out, cool. I, I might have to live on credit cards or something for a minute, but I can get another bartending job and I'll survive. That's like the worst case scenario. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what's the best case scenario? Well, maybe this changes my life. And then I felt the fear give me this energy and I took the plunge and I quit the job. And I'll tell you what, guys, the next day I felt alive for the first time in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like it had been a good 10 years since I felt this way because I, I always was in this position where any day that I went into work, I could be fired. I mean, I worked in this place where people got fired all the time. I don't know why. <laughs> people getting fired left and right. And so I'd ask myself, well, is today my day? Is today the day I'm going to get fired? I don't know. Is my boss in a good mood? Is my boss in a bad mood? Is, is today the day I'm going to get blamed for some shit that I didn't do and I'm going to get canned? And dealing with that, I was not in control of my own life. My future was totally dependent on some other guy and what he decided. I hated feeling that way. But then when I quit and I cut the cord myself, all of a sudden I felt alive because whether I was going to succeed 
or whether I was going to fail, it was up to me. Mm. And it's like all these subconscious resources that I didn't even know I had just kicked into gear. I woke up at like five in the morning the next morning. I grabbed my little laptop. I like ran down to like the coffee shop. I started typing, you know, sales copy and started like creating stuff. And it's just like I was just firing on all cylinders because you know, this is it. Like you gotta, you gotta, this is make or break time, man. You took the plunge. And so I just want to like, let you guys know that yes, that fear is there, but if you don't listen to it, if you let that fear paralyze you, it's going to keep you in that box for the rest of your life. That's you, the key right there. You should say that again. <laughs> if you let that fear paralyze you, it's going to keep you in a box for the rest of your life. But if you decide not to listen to it and you decide to go for it anyway, that fear is going to convert into like this dynamo of adrenaline that just pumps through your veins and just gives you the energy to do some really extraordinary things. And and so the fear, guys, that seems so daunting and so paralyzing right now can actually become your best friend if you don't let it stop you from doing the things that you want to do. And it's like, if you ever talk to someone who's, I don't know, had to give a big speech or maybe someone who's been in a play or something or whatever, you're terrified, but it gives you that little buzz where you get, you know what I mean? You get up on that stage and you're on, like you are switched on, you are hundred percent there present in the moment and you're doing your thing. And it's an incredible feeling because you'll never feel more alive at any other point in your life. But if, if, you, if you allow that fear to paralyze you and you allow yourself to stay stuck in that cage, you'll never get out of it. But the moment you step out of it, your comfort zone expands where now the stuff that seemed so scary a little while ago, just like Jane said, now all of a sudden that's, you're comfortable with that. So now let's set out and do something else that's great. Next. Now, you know what I mean? And then, and then you keep going. And that's how you expand the limits of your whole life. I love it. And it's such a great strategy. So for you... I love that you kind of go to what's the worst that can happen. In fact, I was just reading an article about this. It was in oh, really? Time Magazine, actually. And one of the things they were talking about is that even asking a question a long time ago, I'd go, why would you ask what's the worst thing that can happen? Because then your focus is going to go on, like, what's the worst thing that can happen? But what's interesting is usually if you ask that question, you go, wow, that's actually not that bad. It's usually right? like, not it's that usually bad. It's <laughs> usually not that bad. You, you know, so I think that that question can be really useful now of, wow, I could handle that. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Oh, nobody's going to show up for my Facebook Live. Wow, I'd survive that. Like, that would be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and then, so, you, but then, but then you, then you ask yourself, okay, so that's the worst case scenario. If that did happen, how would I deal with it? And you don't spend a ton of time there. You just go, oh yeah, I could, I would, could do this and this and this, and I could get my life back on track. Okay, great. But what's the best case scenario? And the best case scenario is usually like limitless. I mean, all kinds of great, amazing things can happen. And so for most stuff, you realize, well, the downside is about this big, but the upside's like this big. And then you start to go, if I don't do this, I'm stupid. Let me just dive in and do it. Self-shaming always works really well. (laughs) (laughs) Actually hear your voice in my head. Don't be a what's, just do it. Okay, fine. Yeah. That's the best part about it is that you actually start shifting. And so what happens is when you're shifting your emotional state and your focus, you're looking at what's the best case scenario. What's the best thing that could happen? And from shifting your focus, now you're looking at some a compelling future instead of looking at a yucky future. So it's kind of like going back to the tree example. It's like if you're living forward from like, I hit a tree and what's my life going to be like? It's like going like this. But if you're living forward from like, here's all the cool things that could happen from me taking action. Now 
you can move through the fear. But to think that that fear will always disappear for good, I don't know. For some people, maybe it does. But I think for most people, what they learn to do is to navigate through that uncertainty. And so your ability to navigate through uncertainty, your ability to go, yeah, this feels a little bit scary, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like I'm going to focus on the best case scenario. I'm going to like just get that this is part of, of what happens in running a business or making these decisions or I'm in the middle of, you know, moving, right? Like that's just the way that it is. Like there's a little bit of uncertainty around it. There's a little bit of fear about it. But, you know, if you decide to navigate that uncertainty, that's what really creates a bigness to you, a boldness to you. And that's what cultivates courage. And isn't that what we all need to do with ourselves? And going back to the example of baby proofing our house, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like you have to cultivate courage and boldness. That's the only way that you're going to succeed. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it doesn't go away. You have a bigger business, you have more problems, and you have potential for a bigger downside. But you also have all this muscle of making decisions Mm -hmm. and navigating uncertainty. So that doesn't go away, but you get so much better at moving through uncertainty and being able to take action in the face of that uncertainty And that's what really makes the difference between being wildly successful and staying stuck or staying where you are. I love that. So never get mad at yourself because you're afraid. Never think to yourself, well, I can't make it because I'm so scared. You're always going to be scared. The question is, how do you deal with it? And I can tell you guys that like 99.9% of being successful and building a great business or building a great company or whatever it is, it's just getting better at that muscle of just dealing with fear because you're going to feel it. It's going to come up. It's just a question of how do you deal with it? And guys, look, most people don't deal with it. Most people just allow that fear to dictate everything in their life, to dictate their whole future. They let fear tell them where to work. They let fear tell them who to marry. They let fear tell them how to how to live their lives. And that's the way I think like 95, probably more percent of the population just functions. It's just, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay inside that cage. And so people that are doing amazing things, people that are making a real impact and that are making the world a better place, they're just as scared as you are. It's just that they've made the conscious choice to say, you know what, I'm going to deal with this fear and I'm not going to let it stop. And and guys, if there's one thing, just to bring it back to what this this whole show is, was about, is that like, look, in the 10,000 hours of coaching calls, more probably that we've done, that's the X factor. That's the thing where like, if I could wave a magic wand and give something to you, yes, obviously I want to give you a great strategy. And we talk about Facebook and marketing and all the physical stuff of how to build a great business and whatever else. And all that stuff is super important. But at the end of the day, if you don't know how to deal with fear, I can give you the best strategy in the world. You're never going to do anything with it. Every coaching call comes down to finding your footing and your center and your strength in the face of uncertainty. Every single one. Every single one. Because if you have a problem, it's all about like, I don't know, or I'm afraid, or I'm unsure, or what do I do? And the coaching is about getting you back to your center, getting you back to like your feet firmly on the ground. And from there, you know, starting to see the resources that are available to you to move through it. That's all that. I mean, really, that's what coaching is, is moving through that. Well, yeah, because the thing is, like, your natural state isn't to be afraid. You're only afraid because, I mean, like, babies, I think, are, are afraid of falling and loud noises. That's it. It's it, mm-hmm. so, this is something that you've trained yourself to do. 
you've trained yourself to visualize oh my god the nightmare and and then and then play that movie of the nightmare in your head over and over and over again and get yourself all freaked out but if that's something that you taught yourself to do you can stop and interrupt that habit and train a new habit where now you're going to look at that worst case scenario sure but then you're going to realize hey it's not that bad and then you're going to start looking at the best case scenario and making decisions from that empowered place that is the most important skill that you can possibly develop as a human being, as an entrepreneur, as a coach, as whatever you're doing, this is going to help. Yeah. You have to remember, you don't have to have it all figured out, right? Mm-hmm. Like from that state of like just deciding and being bold and I'm going to have courage in the face of this fear. It's not about having it all figured out. It's about looking at what's next, right? Like what's the next step? What is the next action I have to take? And what happens is every step you get stronger, every step you start getting more clear. And then pretty soon it just becomes easier and easier and easier. Where we get stopped is when we don't take any steps and we're just sitting in this fear and in indecision and not knowing and staying the same. But soon as one action is taken, then it has this whole new opening for so many more actions to come next. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, and I encourage everyone to think right now, like, what is it something that you did that was big and bold and you didn't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. You didn't have it figured all out. You know, I think of like when I decided to have a baby and it's like, you know, you have a baby and then like it's in your arms and you're at the hospital. Like, you're not sure what you're going to do at two years old when your kid first says no, like you don't have it figured out, but you just do what's next. You take it home right? You learn how to like bathe it and feed it and love it, right? Like, like that's it. That's what's right in front of you. And each time creates more challenges. It creates uh, bigger conversations. It creates more possibility, but you figure it out along the way because you have no choice. Like there's this little being, right? Mm-hmm. But every decision is like that, whether it's deciding to move, to take a vacation, to start a business, to uh, enter into a coaching relationship, right? Any of that. It's just like, Keep doing what's next. Understand it's it's normal to feel uncertain and that's okay. But who do you want to be in the face of uncertainty? That's, that's it. That's a great question. I'm afraid. I'm uncertain. I'm terrified. But who am I going to be today? Am I going to be the guy that felt that fear and let it lock me up and let it knock me down and let me let it let it keep me made trapped? Made the decision or- for me. My fear yeah. made the decision. I didn't have any freedom in it. No freedom when my fear is making the decisions. That's a really great way to look at it because it's like, who who am I going to be? And then what happens is the more you choose to be the guy or the gal that was like, yeah, I'm scared, but screw it. I'm going to do it anyway. You get hooked on being that person. You fall in love with being that person. And it becomes more important to you to be consistent with this courageous human being than it does to to do whatever that fear is telling you to do. I mean, that's, that's huge. That's when it starts right to become a part of your identity. You know, mm-hmm. that's when it starts... You know, it has the ability to define you and either positive moving forward, empowering ways and fear is the ability to define you in such a way that keeps you trapped. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now I'm thinking like, (laughs) now I'm thinking like, what have I been doing? We can do a session after this, Russ. Yeah, we should do a quick (laughs) session. Um, Guys, listen, so like, look, we're, we're telling you this stuff because we want to give you the tools that you need to succeed. And, and we want to, we have a lot of insight and wisdom into this stuff because we've worked with so many people in so many different industries and we can, we can see the patterns of who are the people who succeed and who are the people that stay stuck and who are the people that actually make it and create an incredible life and business that they want. So if you guys are struggling because either you don't have the right strategy or because you're letting fear hold you back, the best thing you could possibly do for yourself is to work with someone who's been there before and who's done it already. 
because the stuff that you probably are worried about right now, like, oh my God, can I charge $3,000 for this program? What's my program going to be about? Can I charge $10,000 for it? What if people say no? What if whatever? Like, that's all stuff that we've dealt with years ago. <laughs> and, and we've sorted these things out and we can help you sort it out too. And then the, the next really important thing you need to do is get around a group of like-minded individuals who are on the same journey as you are, where everyone's walking the same path, everyone's following the same strategy, and you can see the success that they're having and let that reassure you as you take these steps. Because now you can look around and you can see all this evidence that, oh no, you know what? This really is possible because he's doing it and he's doing it. And that, that guy over there is doing it. And I know I'm smarter than him. So maybe I can do it too. And guys, if that's what you want, we'd love to talk to you about how we can help you do that. So I want you to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. And we can start to get into some of this stuff with you. Book an appointment to speak to us on the phone. We'll get on the phone for about 45 minutes to an hour. And we'll just get into all this stuff with you. Like, what are you afraid of? What's working? What's not working? I mean, maybe you've got some areas of your life where you're just killing it and things are great. But there's a couple other areas where you're not getting what you want. You're not making the income you want. You're not getting the clients you want. Maybe you're working way too hard. You have no freedom. Business is great, but you're trapped. We've seen it all before, no matter what it is. And we can show you how to navigate through whatever's holding you back while you overcome that fear and become stronger and stronger and stronger at the same time. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book a call to talk to us, guys, because I don't think anybody has more experience at helping people solve these problems than we do, especially now. You'd be in good hands, that's for sure. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> so guys, look, I'm going to bounce. I'm going to do a coaching session with Jane because like all this stuff's coming up as we, <laughs> as we talk about this stuff. Um, so you guys are rock stars. And uh, Jane, thank you so much for your insight and your wisdom. And guys, we will see you on the next show. Yeah. Clientsondemand.com forward slash call. Go be bold. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.